This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. This is Natalie Lucier, and you're listening to the Off the Charts Business Podcast. And this is a continuation of our Business and Babies series. So I have my co parent and business partner, Robin Lee, here. Hi, everyone. So this episode is all about having the right team in place before you have a baby in your business. So we're going to be talking about how we went about figuring out who we want to have on our team, you know, how to actually hire, and then also really how to plan some of the financials, because I know that can be a really scary part of hiring people is how you're going to pay them. So let's talk about how we realized or how, how we thought through the different people we want to hire. So for us, hiring has always been part of our normal business uh, strategy, because as we grow, we cannot continue doing the same thing we have been doing because as the company becomes more complex, we want to move on to the things that are more revenue generating while we can uh, delegate some of the other tasks to our employees. So hiring for a baby is just the same as hiring regularly, except you have a very, very firm deadline coming up. So I like to think about it as a couple categories for the hiring that you can focus on. The first one is the one that we are not very good at. For us, that means managing the team. We are terrible at it. We are both the introvert type that likes to stay in front of the computer and talking to people can be a little bit tiring at times. So that's definitely not one of our strengths. So our team member, the one that we hire, can really fill in that void, can really help us do something that we could not do before. So that's so in this case, it was a project manager that yes. we hired that can fill this role for us. So that was extremely important. So that's one of the categories. The other one are the ones that you want to be able to do more of. So for me personally, that means development because we are transitioning into a software company and as a software company, development is extremely important. So we hire a developer to help me with the development work and then also customer support. We love to take great care of our customers and I can only answer so many tickets in a day. That's why customer support specialist is one of our more important hires as well. And in terms of for Natalie, Natalie loves to do the writing, loves to do the strategizing, only has so many hours to write. And of course, with Tegan, she has less. So we hire a writer to help us with those tasks. Yes. Um, so I think that's a great distinction. Basically, you've got the people who can help you do things you're not good at, and then the people who can help you do things maybe you're good at, but you just don't have as much time to do anymore. So I think that's two great distinctions. I think another thing to think about is, you know, if you're the bottleneck in any way, shape, or form in your business, that's another indicator of a place where you could hire. So I think one of the things that people worry a lot about is, you know, how do you find these people? How do you hire should they be a contractor, an employee, a part-time person? How do you decide all these things? So first, this is not legal advice. We're not uh, like sort of HR certified or anything like that. But I will say that for the most part, hiring a contractor tends to be the easiest. There aren't as many 
um, sort of regulations or things around that and they don't have to work full time so that's also nice if you're not sure how many hours you'll need somebody and it's a little bit more flexible in that way hiring somebody full time as an employee might sound really scary but now that we've done it a couple of times I can definitely say you know once you get the hang of it there's definitely payroll systems that can handle a lot of the forms and a lot of the things you might need to do from a legal perspective to get that going but it's not that much different from hiring anybody else all of our team uh, are virtual so they work from home wherever they are in the world and so we're pretty lucky that we're able to do this and you know for some of our teams we haven't met yet we're going to be having a retreat soon but um, it's kind of cool to be able to do that and hire people from all over the world so Robin do you want to talk about uh, kind of how we cast the net to find some of these people? That's a great point. So before you can cast the net, the most, most, most important, I cannot stress this is enough, is to define the role, is to find out what they will be doing in their day-to-day lives. Because one of the most important things we have learned through our hiring process is that if you have a clearly defined role with a set of success criteria that is very easy to identify, then you're setting them up for success. Without that, you cannot hire the right person. And even if you hire the right person, you cannot train them properly because there's not a proper scope. So for that, that's the very first important thing. So once you have a list of tasks that you have already identified for a particular role, the next step is to write the job description. The job description, we have some of the training on, well, on this particular topic, but also one of the things is that you want to make sure that the job description delivers the success criteria, but also try to embed some of your company culture, embed some of your personality into it. Because if someone is reading that description and they find attracted to this particular styles of writing, then that's likely the ones that will fit in with your company well. If it's a simple, boring one, then the people who are applying probably will carry similar traits unless if that's your style. Absolutely. So one of the things that, you know, once you have your... Uh, you know, your form or your application or whatever it is that, that you put together that explains the role, that explains who you're looking for, and maybe tells people what kind of experience you're looking for too, you'll want to think about where do I want to publish this? Where do I want to cast the net? So there's a couple of places you can look at. Some of them like hiremymom.com, workable.com is a great one that actually publishes to all the different major job boards. Um, there's also a couple of other specific places for virtual work. So you can definitely do some Googling around that. And the thing also that you really want to think about is you know, there are probably people in your community or people that you might know who are a great fit for this, especially if it's not a full-time job, um, because, you know, people who would be great candidates might not be looking on job boards if they're already freelancing or already have clients of this type. So they might be going on referrals specifically to get more work. So that's something to think about too, is like to really get the word out and let people know, not necessarily only through job boards. Um, And the one thing I will say also is that you want to have a really good process for filtering people out. So we've done a couple of different things in our business where we ask people to tell us their favorite vegetable or, you know, if they were an animal, which animal would they be? And, you know, what that ends up doing is that the people who actually fill that out and tell us about that when they're applying, we know that they have attention to detail. We know that they read the entire application and our little ad for the position. So we know that they're probably a little bit more focused and detail-oriented, which is great for the kind of work that we do. And the other thing that you can really think about too is 
you know, really start to think about, is this going to be a long-term person? Because if you're doing it because you're going on maternity leave, you know, you don't want to necessarily spend all this time training this person. And, you know, after the baby comes, you will probably still need them on board. So really think about long-term, is this the right person? Not just for the next couple of months, because when you do hire somebody, you end up spending more time training them and getting them up to speed. And you don't want to do that as throwaway work. That's such an excellent point because the monetary investment, I find it to be really the minor part of hiring an employee. It is the hiring time, the hiring filtering time. That is a lot of investment that is required of us. And then also the training that's a lot of our energy and also that's the opportunity cost because we cannot spend those times working on the stuff that we need to work on. So it's extremely crucial to factor that into the entire process. Yeah, I like to say that, you know, if you're hiring somebody for the first time, you'll probably spend twice as long doing the thing that you could have done very quickly because you're actually training them to do it. And hopefully you're also documenting how you do things so that you don't have to retrain if you end up hiring somebody different or if your team grows, you have these resources maybe in a wiki or some sort of internal company um, area that you can really scale and not be so stressed about training the next time around. And also, you know, your, your people that you're hiring can actually help you document as they do things as well. So that's something to think about. It's not just on you to try to document your entire business, but it can be a co-creation process with the people that you hire. I was just going to mention that as you are training the new hire, have your employee document what they have learned. Well, it has been shown in studies that when someone is learning for a test, they don't learn as well when they're learning to teach someone else. So put the employee in a position where they will be the one who will be training the next employee. If they have that mindset, they will be learning the process a lot better. Now let's talk about what it costs to hire somebody and how you can actually you know, afford that, that help, especially if you know that you're going to be taking time off. So depends really a lot on your business model, right? So if you have a launch model or if you're doing a service-based business or if you have evergreen sales, it's going to look a little bit different in your business. One of the things that we are really fortunate to have built in our business with the software side of things especially is that we have an evergreen system. So basically people can buy any of our software products anytime. And that's really helped kind of smooth out our revenue. We know kind of on a day-to-day basis how much money we're going to make. Uh, Same goes for the end of the month. And that's helped us really plan and think through, okay, how much money do we need to make payroll? So that's really one way to think about it. But then if you are going to be taking time off and you're not sure if you're going to be bringing revenue in the door, it's great to be able to just, you know, sock money away and really plan for this person that you're going to be bringing on board. And so one of the things that you can do is really think about how much Uh, would it cost for you to do your work if you were paying yourself as an employee? So you can start to think about the work that you're doing. If you're paying somebody else to do it, what would it cost? And then make sure that you're obviously charging enough if you're doing a service or if you are doing a launch, really kind of sock all that money away as much as you can so that you do have some of that to really play with when it comes to hiring people. And also the annual salary for an employee might sound like a scary number, but the important thing to remember is that you are paying the employee on a monthly basis or every two weeks. It is a stream of payments that is much more manageable in size. So do not get scared by the initial price tag, say 40000 You look at your bank account and say, 
oh, I don't have 40,000 in that bank account. Oh, I can't hire anyone. But what is important to remember is that that really translates down to three to four thousand dollars every single month. So if you are generating revenue that can cover that kind of cash flow, you can hire someone to help well to help you with the business. And the important thing to remember is that if they are replacing you, that means that you can be doing more revenue generating tasks. So you will be bringing in more money so that you can cover both the cost of the employee and yourself. Yes, and that actually brings me to another way to think about um, contractors or employees or people you're bringing into your business to help you. Um, you know, there are people who are more on the administrative side who might not necessarily be generating revenue in your business, but you can also hire people that can literally make you money as soon as you hire them. So think about people who are great at marketing and who are going to be doing your Facebook ads or who are going to be doing other things that can really ramp up some of the stuff that you might be doing in your business to earn you more money. So don't just think of employees and contractors and team members as a cost to your business, but also think of them as a revenue generator and especially as you go off to maternity leave, the more you can kind of baby-proof your business and really get uh, revenues that is not dependent on your time that's really going to make a big difference too. So bring it back to the original when you are deciding whether you want to hire someone. In the job description, tie the success criteria to what is most important to your business. In a lot of cases, that is the revenue. Tie the performance to the revenue goals or at least the portions that this particular employee will have control over. So for us to give an example, well, for the copywriter, that would be page views because page views translate throughout our funnel into revenue. So that's a very clear goal that is extremely measurable. So you can measure the success and also improve on that very, very directly. And then for the developer, for us, it is how many lines of code have you written or how many features have you built? So that is a very clear, measurable criteria as well. So when you're, you are scoping out the role, make sure that the role links to revenue because if it does not, then the role probably is not defined clearly enough or well enough for you to be hiring this person. I love that. I think that's great. Um, and so let's kind of wrap it up and talk about one of the things that we've maybe like a lesson that we learned about hiring and kind of how we were able to transition once the baby got here. So I would say that for me, having our project manager really kind of take ownership and, you know, help the team do what they do best was huge. And in terms of potential mistakes or things that we learn along the way, um, I would say that hiring a project manager is probably one of the toughest hires that we've had that you know even talking to other colleagues and friends it can be a really tough role to fill because it needs to be somebody who really gets your business and also is like a people manager right so they have to be um you know on top of everybody in your in your company and helping them achieve what they are setting out to do and also understand all of your projects and things so it's it's kind of a tough thing to to fill we've had a couple of um, interesting kind of uh, touch and go situations with project managers or if it just wasn't always the right fit. So I would say um, hold out for the right person. I think that would be my recommendation when it comes to that role in particular. I think the project manager is a rather special case. We can do an entire episode on that role in itself. But on the holding out point, I definitely agree with that. Plan ahead. Yes. Like I originally said you know when the baby is going to be arriving. Give yourself at least a couple months of time 
to be able to just on the searching part. Do not rush into this. A rush higher usually ends in unhappiness for also, both parties. Yeah, that is implied. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and also plan for training.、Mm-hmm. Just know that when someone first gets hired, like Natalie mentioned a little bit earlier, you will not be productive. You will be a lot less productive than before the hire. But just know that once. You have done the training properly. You can be a lot more productive again. So definitely plan for that dip in productivity while you're doing the initial training, and that's extremely important, especially when you're dealing with a firm deadline such as a baby. I love that. Yes. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us a good review on iTunes. We want more parents to be and entrepreneurs to find these episodes and really help them in their business as they plan for their big arrivals. And of course, go and check us out over at ambitionally.com. We've got all kinds of awesome WordPress products to help you. If you have a membership site, if you want to gamify your learning management system, if you want to build your list faster, host webinars, we've got all kinds of tools to help you do that. And we are so excited about our next episode. It's coming right up. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielucier.com/memo to join over six thousand other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, the Momentum Memo has something for you. 